0: Welcome to The Wild Kit Way, a podcast that gives the mic to Dr. Marcus Campbell, the superintendent of Evanston Township High School. Join us on this audio journey as Dr. Campbell shares his stories and insights and has honest, real conversations with people who make ETHS and our community the incredible place it is. In this inaugural episode, Healing Together, Dr. Campbell introduces you to the ETHS Assistant Superintendent and Principal, Taya Kinsey, and the two discuss their work to help transform the lives of students while supporting staff this school year. So let's get started.
1: Hello, E-Town. This is Dr. Campbell, new superintendent, Evanston Township High School, District 202, and I'm joined by the assistant superintendent, Dr. Taya Kinsey, uh, who has been one of my colleagues here for the last 18 years, is it, Taya?
2: Yeah, 19th year right now.
1: Yeah. So uh, Taya and I have been sharing for quite a bit of time that uh, we are new to our roles, but not new to ETHS. Dr. Campbell. How are you, Miles? I'm doing good. School year's going good. Yeah, it's going really good. Yeah. Uh, this is my 21st year at Evanston Township High School. I've been a teacher. I've been a coordinator. I've been a director. I've been an associate principal. I was assistant superintendent principal. And who would have thought that I would be superintendent? So I'm very happy to serve in that way. Hey, Dr. Kinsey, you're here with me today. Uh, what about you? What, are your, what about your roles? What have you had in the school?
2: So I love the fact that we've had some parallel experiences through the years of having held many roles and focused on both supporting students and helping all of us learn and supporting our staff as well as our families, so I think about that with the different hats I've worn. Um, fun little fact that I had shared um, just most recently was actually my journey at ETHS started long before I even came to ETHS myself, because my grandmother was um, a teacher's aide, a paraprofessional helping students learn to read. And That's
1: pretty I, awesome. I didn't even know that, <laughs> it was
2: crazy. Yeah, it is awesome. And I feel like this is just another way to honor her memory right now Um, so it it is fun to think about all the years having been here I am not counting my 18 years when I came here as an intern Mm -hmm. um, in 97 so hopefully not everybody out there is doing the math for us right now I graduated from
1: high school in 97
2: thank you very much (laughs) I wasn't that much older (laughs) Um, and then um, having been an intern and then coming back to ETHS um, having stayed connected and uh, came back as a school social worker working in special education and loved that and loved all the school-wide work that we do, both in supporting teachers and doing school-wide committee work and, and systems change and and found myself in that dean's role. And I know you and I have both shared kind of a similar process of realizing that sometimes um, we don't know what we're going to be called to do next. So I didn't see myself as moving into that associate principal for student services, but I loved every minute of each of these roles and I'm really excited now to be working alongside you as Principal Assistant Superintendent.
1: Dr. Kinsey and I are gonna be out and about in the community doing a listening and learning series this fall. Uh, We want to continue to introduce ourselves to you and the Evanston community. Although we've been here a while, there's still a lot of learning that we know that we can do. And um, we want you to know who we are. We want you to know our stories. We think that stories is actually what connects us and our humanity. Um, And uh, throughout the fall, you have an opportunity to, to do that. Um, I think we can both uh, say that we are very kind of like low key uh, individuals. Uh, we recognize the positionality that we have, but that's not like how we really roll, right, Taya? We are mm-hmm. really just human beings trying to connect with other human beings, recognizing that hierarchy exists, but that's not necessarily how we have to uh, engage one another. We can engage each other in our humanity and our collective experience. Certainly. You know, you've had students here that you've connected with that you still are in touch with. You and I have both have students that we've lost and, you know, we share a lot of, the, a lot of similarities and um, our why and, and leadership and how we plan to engage these roles to really uh, transform the lives of our kids and support our students, but also support our staff who are supporting students directly
2: absolutely. Um, Had to pause as I thought about, you know, the students we've lost. And I guess this is also similar to how we started the school year. And you and I both said, we can hold space for grief and for loss and still be excited about coming together and a whole new school year ahead of us. And so it reminds me of kind of starting the school year and and all the journeys that we've had along the way. Um, Also, I was thinking when you were just talking about kind of how, how we both lead. I was sharing with someone just the other day with a parent of, I love the fact that you and I can both say, well, this is where Marcus and I are very much on the same page. And there are many ways that we are, and I think one of them is the act of listening and showing that care. To folks, like you said, we're both pretty low key and hopefully pretty approachable, um, despite having some positionality along the way, and um, the value of really listening and paying attention to what folks need, whether that's students, and I know through the years, we've both said, sometimes it's the act of showing the care to really listen, what is someone's experience, whether it's a parent's experience, whether it's a staff member, whether it's a student, um, it's one of the things I appreciate about you, It's one of the things I'm always striving to do. And um, you know I think it goes along with, we're gonna listen. And I know that along the way, we're all perfectly imperfect, myself included. And so when I make a misstep, I talk about that. And I know you do too, with our staff members and with our families um, and with our students, because that's how we can model. We're human beings, we are humanizing ourselves, and we can always work to do better and be better. So I think that goes along with the fact that we do, you and I, I think, strive to be kinder than necessary to each other. Yeah. I believe that we have to do that, and I think we both do, for all of our students and for our staff and our families who have gone through so much and have so much to look forward to at the same time. So it's really about balancing that.
1: Um, Here are my anchors. And how I plan to serve um, you (laughs) and serve our students and serve this community. With humility, I need encouragement when I succeed. I need empathy and I will model empathy, but I also plan to be proximate. And I think that that is the key for us to really be together is is to be proximate to one another. Yeah, I think I shared with the staff opening day that you know we want to be empathetic, proximate, and uh, and humble, and that is sort of how we want to. It's definitely a part of our leadership core, and it's it's not it's not something that a box that we're checking. It's really who we are and how we've lived and have tried to live our lives perfectly imperfect so much so that um, even on the way to to have this conversation I was stopped by a number of students who wanted to talk about our practices regarding tardies and things like that and I say hey if I'm approachable course I'm going to have the conversation with kids and explain our why and they understand what we're doing and why we're doing it and how we're holding them to high expectations of being in class and being on time that is really important for us because that instructional time is really the most valuable some of the most valuable time that they could have in the, in the school so um, we want to continue to do that we're going to do that in the community um, this particular fall and, and uh, just cr- even though we've been here a long time and i'll say this again we know that we still have a lot to learn there's still so much more that we can take in as leaders and um, i believe that there's safety in the multitude of counsel so the more counsel we get the more conversations we have i know we end up in a better in a better place regarding some decisions that we have to make
2: absolutely and we've made some of those changes along the way already with student voice at the center of that so i know we want to keep doing that and especially as we look at you know how we're moving forward with the four guiding principles and i know um well, what are those types so many pieces
1: why don't you tell, share a little bit about what they are
2: so when we think about our priorities so yeah equity we focused on for a long time as we think about racial equity and i'm so excited about the ways that we are now naming how that intertwines with social emotional learning how that intertwines with our post high school planning, how that intertwines with literacy. So really excited about that and how we're holding ourselves accountable to. How are we gonna grow into this? And how are we gonna make it relevant? You know, I had a student, um, and I'm gonna honor his memory right now too, who talked a lot about um, the you know real world school, right? And I think that's really, this is what we're doing right now, is making this about the real world. It's relevant to right here, right now and relevant to on down the road. And that means the loving accountability for each of us. You're mentioning the tardies, right? Um,
1: And the attendance.
2: And the attendance, and how can we really be present, and how can we support student voice in that, and also make sure that each of us is is working to hold each other accountable with support. Um, And that relates to social-emotional learning, you know, we think about those priorities and I think about safety um, and how that's been center for a lot of us um, in our community and how that we each have a step to take about how we're supporting each other. And you and I've said it many times and you just said it the other day and we both um, added to it around acknowledge, care, and tell as a theme. When we think about that, it's a real, it really is about acknowledging how we feel when we're worried about another student, when we're worried about ourselves, if we're worried about self-harm, if we're worried about the potential for someone else to do harm, that we always have to acknowledge it, tell the person we care or show we care by then telling an adult. And I think it's been phenomenal. I think about all the many, many times through the years, even since we started talking about acknowledge, care, tell when students bring their friends forward or share i'm really worried about this my friend or say or parents reach out and say oh my i'm really worried about this student what can we do next and we've been able to do interventions and it's just the power of our community that really gives me even more great hope about the future and how we're going to continue to make changes because we live in a community that cares so deeply you know, our families, our students, our staff. So I think it's pretty phenomenal about the ways that that happens, and also about how we engage in school while we're at school. Um, you know, just thinking about a funny story, and I shared this the other night at open house, thinking about accountability and some of the changes that we're working to make, um, given that we are all tethered many of us are tethered to i shouldn't speak for everybody should i many of us are tethered to our phones and you know a parent shared just the other day that they can tell that there's been a significant change in how their student engages in school and the messaging that we all as a school right this isn't teachers who've said don't use your cell phones in class don't keep them turned off put away when you walk in that that is not just Um, a teacher message that is all of us parents are reinforcing that all of us um, sending even announcements um, emails and that there's a difference because the parent could tell the difference from this school year with the number of minutes engaged in on their students phone compared to previous years so we're excited about the ways that we can continue to help positive engagement too.
1: Yeah, for those of you who don't know, we changed some language in our student handbook where phones have to be off and put away during class. And uh, Dr. Kinsey and I mentioned that at Open House and uh, there were applause in the room from parents (laughs) (laughs) on our new um, way to talk about phones in class. And uh, it's, it's a quite a change. It's something that our teachers um, have wanted. And it's something that I didn't really quite know that so many parents were supporting of this too until Open House, which was very encouraging uh, that we have a lot of parental support saying, yeah, please help my students stay off of their phone um, because we know how distracting that can be and of course you know phones have their utility with emergencies and things like that absolutely but what feedback i was so surprised at the feedback to say oh yeah we're all on the same page this is good this is really good it was exciting
2: for sure i was thinking about the other ways that we've been doing some of the four pillars and our priorities and thinking about that the equity social emotional learning post high school planning literacy and thinking about that is showing up in so many ways in the classroom. Um, and I just, I, I'm sure you could come up with a, a many, many examples as well right now. Um, I'm thinking of one that just kind of is coming up to the, to the forefront for me of, you know, a teacher's story about them never feeling like social emotional learning really pertained to math at all. And what they discovered along the way was there were some tools that we provided of. How to pay attention, right, and be present. Make decisions. How to solve some problems. How to navigate and cope. And they were really appreciative and wanted that to continue. But it's it's those unexpected ways that we can learn about ourselves, even if we've been in doing the practice of teaching or instruction or whatever our craft is and to continue, so I, I just love that as an example. So
1: Yeah, and I just love that we're all on the same page. Yeah, I, I love that the students seem to understand. Our staff certainly is enthusiastic. Um, parents are supportive, and we are just, um, just elated that we could all be on the same page for an objective that we know uh, is important for, for our kids, for our students, and so very excited about that. Well, Dr. Kinsey, thank you for joining this podcast. I am really excited to be hosting a series of conversations in the podcast as superintendent, and I could think of no better first guest <laughs> than my partner and my friend, Dr. Tyre Kinsey. Um, it's, so, it's such a pleasure uh, to have you here as uh, we kick off a uh, new year, uh, and looking forward to many, many Um, opportunities for conversation, opportunities for change, and uh, I'm just inspired by your leadership. So I appreciate you, you know that. Thank you for being a teacher for me, and uh, thank you for leading the way that you lead because it certainly has helped um, not just our school, but our entire community. So thanks again for being here, Dr. Kinsey.
2: Thank you, Dr. Campbell. I am equally thrilled to be here and I've already seen the changes in a few weeks. Um, with your leadership. So I'm excited about the future. Thank you.
0: Thank you. You can stay connected to The Wild Kid Way by subscribing to it on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening. This is The Wild Kid Way.